Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hey loves, welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful, beautiful day? Um, I hope wherever you are, you are feeling fantastic. You are feeling gratitude for the body that you are in. Um, And if that's not the case, that's okay. You can still say hello to your ears because you are listening and you can be grateful for just being. Um, And listen to this podcast. You will be fantastic by the end of it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I never know with these um, podcast episodes what's going to unfold because I let everything up to the cards. Um, so today I'm shuffling the Starseed Oracle deck to kick us off for today's episode. Um, I have a few ideas as to where I want to take the topics, but um, let's just see what, what comes forward. Um, I am still processing and digesting and integrating all of that uh, amazing experience in Utah. And you might be listening to me talk about Utah for some time. (laughs) I may not say Utah, I might say canoe, I might say trip, I might say life-changing experience, um, but I suspect that it, it will continue to unfold over some weeks, if not months, maybe even years, who knows? Um, But yeah, so sorry, not sorry, but here we go. I am going to pull a card and today's card is called Forge, Don't Follow. And it's so interesting that this card comes forward because I know for myself, um, there is this old habit of looking to others for signals, for places to go, decisions to make, like, oh, look at that person. They're going that way. Maybe I'll go that way too. Um, But this card is saying, pave a new path, be the leader you wish you had. Now, I know that as the firstborn child, it's kind of hard to um, to forge that path because we don't have an example. But isn't that the the reason a leader is born? It's like the leader becomes a leader because the path that has been paved ahead of him or her is not satisfactory. It's not in alignment, and so we just need to make our own. And I I know intellectually that's that's my role as a firstborn to be a a leader, but sometimes, uh, the uncertainty, the fear, the, the kinds of like, Oh, no one's ever done this before. Is this okay? Am I doing it right? You know, those kinds of questions come up even now, even though I know, you know, I've done the work and I know that in terms of, uh, doing my thing, I don't have to look to other people, Um, I do look to other people to see what's possible because we don't know what we don't know. 
but I don't necessarily have to do that. Um, so let's read the guidebook uh, and I will give you a little side anecdote um, really quick. So I had uh, some big family, extended family gatherings over the weekend and um, my uncle, he's so curious. He's a curious person. He's a, he's a lifelong learner. He's always asking questions. And um, he asked me to give him a tarot reading. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to give you a full reading, but I'll get, I'll pull a card for you. And you have to understand, you know, Filipino families, for the most part, at least the ones that I know, are like super devout, super religious Catholics that tarot is often seen as the devil's work. And I've done a lot of healing work on my end to be in relationship with tarot and other divination tools. And I see them as divination tools. I don't see them as the devil's work at all, but I am in the Catholic zone at my cousin's baby shower. And so my uncle is as asking me to pull a card and his sister is like right at the same table where we're at. And she said something like, I don't, I think I blocked it out, but she said something about the devil. And I was, <laughs> I was just like, ignore her, ignore her. So I pulled a card for him and I pulled, um, he's like, well, what does that mean? You know? And I pull out the guidebook and I start reading. He goes, isn't that cheating? And I'm like, no, it's a starting point for me. It's like when I start to read it and I understand the card a little bit better then I can feel your energy and tap into like what message you need to receive. And I was like, you know, thinking about, that as far as like, well, who says what's right and what's wrong? Um, you know, who made anyone the authority of how things are supposed to be? So I just thought that was an interesting moment. I want to say for my part, in terms of my growth and my evolution, I did not react. I did not get emotional and defensive and, you know, all the things. Um, I was like, no, I just told him that I used the guidebook as, as a jumping off point because that's, that's how I work. Um, and then I gave him, you know, what he needed to hear, the message that he needed to hear. And that was that. But, um, man, I'll tell you, families have an interesting way of being the lessons that you need to learn to say, the universe is saying, Hey, did you really learn this lesson? Or are you just pretending? Because I'm going to, I'm going to try to run it by you again. And so anyway, let's read what the guidebook says for forge. Don't follow. If you wait until the path is perfectly paved, you won't be forging your own path. Mm -hmm. And you'll likely not even take the first step. So interesting this card is coming forward because that's very much related to what I want to talk about today. Don't let a small detail like being unable to find someone to show you the way be the reason you don't step forward and lead. Let it be the reason that you do. The most courageous and needed leaders are the ones who don't wait for permission or until the morning they wake up feeling ready. They take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and figure it out as they go. And it's so interesting. I just sent an email out to my mailing list and my little community, my virtual community, about this very thing. See, the cards know. The cards know what is in alignment. Um, okay. They don't wait for someone to lead them. They lead themselves. This is a card for leaders. You are here to pave a path that hasn't been walked before to go first and lead the way for others who are calling you in. If you feel misrepresented in the media, step forward for all those who also feel misrepresented. If no one's speaking out on the topics you feel passionate about, share your unique voice. 
There's no one on earth who comes close to possessing your unique combination of skills, gifts, and life experience. Don't look to those who have come before you to work out your path. Leaders must forge their own. Do it for your daughter. Do it for the younger you. Do it for the leaders who will follow. When you go first, you make it easier for others to follow your lead. Forge. Don't follow. And the Starseed Soul Inquiry questions are, how, can you, how are you being called to forge rather than follow? And how can you be the leader you wish you had? Now, this is such an interesting card to come forward because I've been sitting here processing my experience in Utah, trying to feel into things, trying to understand, okay, I'm this new person, this clean slate Um, And I've mentioned this in the previous episode, you know, I feel like a newborn baby and trying to feel into like, okay, what's the next step? What's the next move? What's the next aligned, inspired action? And nothing has been coming forward um, that obviously. It probably has been coming into my subconscious in more subtle ways, you know, maybe in dreams that, you know, I'm working on trying to remember. I'm not very good at remembering dreams. Um, I feel like I'm receiving messages, but I'm really not able to access them. My subconscious has them. And so I'm just here like, do, 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 do. All right, what do I do? What do I do? Um, And I think what I had been doing was looking for someone to go first, for someone to lead the way and say, all right, well, I'm going to do this. Maybe you can try this out. And this card is coming forward to say, no, no, you actually don't have to wait for anybody to go first. You need to go first. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Um, But before this card came forward, I actually did go first. I took steps to create a new workshop that I just sent out to my people um, right before I started recording this episode. And it is a writing workshop. It's a generative creative writing workshop called Connect With Your Soul Self. And I was like, hey, I'm going to offer this workshop, put it out there and see what happens. You know, I had taken a sabbatical from my business back in August because I was feeling burnt out. I was feeling unclear about a whole bunch of things, not what I was offering, but just who I was serving, who I was here to help and guide. Um, So I was like, I need to, to step back and just go within, do some writing and maybe something will emerge. And so... I don't know if anything's emerged (laughs) in terms of clarity with regard to audience, but I do want to say that I needed to take some step forward, some kind of action to help further integrate this process, um, this growing, this evolution from my experience out in the wild. Um, Because, you know, I'm like, part of me is feeling comfortable, like, oh, no, no. And this is what I'm noticing. I'm very comfortable in sitting here and feeling and listening and like meditating and saying, okay, it's going to come to me. I'm going to get a download. I'm going to get like this burst of inspiration. It's going to hit me like a huge neon sign on a billboard on the highway, you know, and, and I'm looking for all these things kind of, but the thing is like, how can I actually see these things if I don't really go out in the world? You know, I'm not saying that I'm, that I'm hiding. It's just that I'm, I've, I've 
hit the ground running since I came back. My kids, you know, came back or in full on back to school mode. Like I had to go to back to school nights and things like that. And then there were play auditions and swim meets. And it was just a lot of mom stuff that, um, you know, I'm just like in my bubble of driving kids here and there. And I haven't gone out, out in the world. You know, I haven't seen any of my local friends, haven't met for coffee or anything like that. I haven't been doing a lot of that social interaction. And if you're not out there, if you're not putting yourself out there, then how can you know that the signs are even out there, right? It's like, well, (laughs) I always think about I mean, there's so many analogies, right? I think about how God sends messages, God, the universe, you know, whatever name you'd like to call um, source. And so, you know, there's there's the the one analogy of, you know, there's like a huge flood in the town and there's a person stuck on the roof of their house. And, you know, a little rowboat comes by and the person's like, no, 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 I'm okay. You know, God's going to save me. And then, um, and then like the Coast Guard comes by and they, and the person's like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then a helicopter comes by and they're like, no, 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 God's going to save me. And then the person inevitably drowns and shows up in heaven and, the, the person's like, God, why didn't you save me? And God was like, well, I sent a rowboat. I sent a helicopter. I sent the Coast Guard and you just turned it down. So what was I supposed to do? Um, but I mean, the other analogy is that God throws a pebble, right? And then he throws a rock and then he throws a boulder at you <laughs> to say, hey, this, this way, this is the way you go. Um, but you can't receive any of those messages, any of those signs, if you're just staying in your house um, unplugged and not really interacting. Um, Of course, you know, I'm not saying that you need to be jumping on every social media platform and looking for the signs, but to be out in the world as a human being and having your human experience can help give you information as to what the next step is. So I I talked to a colleague of mine today and we're just, you know, chit-chatting in the hall um, after I, I was done teaching my writing class. And somehow we got, I don't even know how we got onto it, but we got onto the subject of my business. And he's like, you know, just, you know, put, put stuff out there. You know, he has no idea what I do business-wise, at least not that I know of. Because, um, you know, different circles. I mean, we're colleagues and, you know, we're friends at work um, at the university. But outside of that, I don't think there's any overlap really. And, um, he says, you know, just, you know, just start putting your stuff out there. And we were just kind of talking like, I don't know, like, what, what am I going to put out there? I put out this and I put out that, you know, I was, I was feeling kind of grumpy. And then as I was talking to him, it occurred to me that I hadn't been putting out any offers whatsoever since July. And that's a really long time to not put anything out there to my audience. Um, and so I was like, oh, okay. Well, if the things that I was offering to my audience are not landing with my audience or not even lighting me up, like, what can I send out there? Like, what can I, I need, I need information. Who am I? Who am I being? I don't know. So let's put some stuff out there. Let's throw a little bit of spaghetti. Let's flick some spaghetti on the wall. We don't have to, to throw the whole bowl of spaghetti on the wall. Just flick a few noodles up there. See what will stick. See if we can get information from that. So what did I do? I created this workshop called Connect With Your Soul Self. 
It's going to be a two hour workshop. We're just going to write as a way to tap into our higher selves, which I'm really excited about because, you know, writing is my life. I mean, so is spirituality, but writing is, is my jam. And, um, I know I've met so many people who are like, oh yeah, you know, I was never really creative at writing. I took a creative writing class once and my professor said I sucked, you know, and there's like those kinds of stories of, of creativity getting squashed or people missing opportunities to really be able to express themselves through writing, whether it's poetry or, or telling stories or whatever. Um, and I'm a big believer that creating art, which is what creative writing is, is a direct channel, a direct phone line to your intuition, to your divine knowing. So why not combine the two things that I love the most, right? Creative writing, love writing poems and stories and essays and just love telling stories. And I love connecting within. And for me, as a Taurus son, I'm very physical. Love, love, earthy things, love tactile things, love putting my feet on the earth, love moving my body, right? And so writing for me is that connection between what's in the mind and the heart with the body, being able to make it more tangible, more physical on the outside by actual letters on a page, words on a page, and so we're just connecting all the things and I love it. Of course, if we want to take it up a notch, we could totally do like ecstatic dancing or kundalini yoga to really embody our creativity and then write. That would be freaking awesome. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. So as I am creating this workshop, oh, and if you, any of you listeners want to sign up, it is October 26th. It's a Wednesday. Um, the information in and the registration is on my website, thepoetspriestess.com slash connect hyphen with hyphen soul. Connect with soul. Um, and you can sign up. The investment's $44. It's a two-hour workshop. It'll be fun. Bring your notebooks, bring your sage, bring your Palo Santo, all the things. It'll be online. Um, and if you can't make it live, it will be recorded and you can do it in the comfort of your own home. Um, according to your own schedule, it's the magic is still going to be just as potent. So if you're like, I can't make middle of the day because I work an office job or whatever, that's not a problem. You will get the potency of that container, even in the recording. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, okay. So what I am finding is the more I sit and be in my beingness in going within and stuff like that, then there's that risk of getting stuck and getting stagnant. So I was like, you know, I talked to my, to my colleague and he was, you know, just making suggestions. And I was like, wait a minute, I am getting stuck. I'm escaping. Like what, you know, like it occurred to me, it dawned on me that the misperfectionist was freaking acting like, you know, behind the scenes, getting all ninja on me, trying to pull one over on me to be like, oh yeah, you know what? You can't offer anything until you know exactly who you're going to be, until you know exactly who your audience is, until you know exactly what your offer is. And then, and then you can take action. And I was like, mm, I don't think so. You know, um, you know, so, some teachers out there uh, who are 
spiritualists, but also um, business coaches and, in, in, you know, offering business programs and things. They, a lot of them ask the question or not ask the question. They, they make the statement, do what, do what lights you up, right? Do what lights you up. But what if you're a newborn baby and you don't know what lights you up anymore, <laughs> right? How do you know? How do you know? You only know by taking one step forward and trying something out, experimenting, exploring. Like if you think of a baby, right? Newborn baby, all swaddled up in a blanket, looking so comfy and cozy, doesn't know anything about the world, right? Then the baby, you know, starts to like wiggle around and starts exploring like, oh, look, my limbs are working. I'm doing that. Oh, that's really cool. Hey, look, I can actually turn my head side to side and see other things. And then eventually the baby is like really exploring, like rolling over onto his or her belly. Like, oh, that's a new angle. Look at that. And if you think about the progression of a baby, right, goes from lying on his, on her back, rolling onto her belly, getting up on hands and knees, you know, wobbling back and forth, then eventually crawling, crawling like crazy. They get faster and faster and faster, then eventually pulling up onto standing legs and then walking, then running, then skipping and all the things. And these are markers of progress. These are markers of growth and evolution. And so why can't we do that and apply that to how we're living our life, whether it's in business, whether it's in personal development, whether it's in how you engage in your relationships with your people. You know, I'm thinking about other folks on my, on my trip and how they may have been um, affected by our gathering together, the deep soul work that we did. And, you know, for some people, they don't own a business. They just, they work their job and they have families and stuff. But what about their relationships? Are their relationships different? And if they are, does it feel bewildering? You know, I I had shared with a few folks saying like, I feel like some of my friendships are just falling away. Oh, pardon the dog. Whew. She is out looking at you know, animals and things past the window. <laughs> um, I, this is a lesson to me that I need to put her in someone's bedroom when I'm recording a podcast episode, because that scared the bejesus out of me. So I apologize for y'all who are listening and you got startled too. But, um, I'm thinking about how some of my friendships are falling away and it's not, uh, a distance thing. It's not like, oh, we haven't talked in forever kind of moment. It's more that energetically we're, we just don't connect anymore. We just are not in alignment. We have it, all of a sudden it's like we have nothing in common. It's really weird. Um, but that speaks to how new I am like the, this current version of me and what aligns and what doesn't align. Um, but it doesn't have to be just friendships. You know, you think about like relationships you have with family, for example, that you can't let fall away. I mean, you can let them fall away, but they're still going to be your relative. Do you know what I mean? Um, so how are those relationships changing and shifting? And, and, as you're observing how your interpersonal relationships are shifting, how can you get more information about what that relationship is in, in for you, if that makes any sense, you know? So for example, I have, um, I have some friends who are very much 
uh, I guess, you know, hmm, how do I explain this? I gotta think about this. They're very much on the path of awakening, but their expansion is not where mine is. And so the connection feels a little off. It's not disconnected. It's just different. And so what I can do is to take steps to re-engage with a person to find out, okay, this is new territory now. How do we navigate it? Because the way that we used to interact with each other is going to be different. Um, not necessarily drastically different, but just energetically, it just, it feels different. You know, so for example, I was at, you know, my cousin's baby shower and I love talking to my aunts and uncles, you know, Filipino family, we got lots and lots of relatives, but this time around, I wasn't really feeling like I wanted to talk to much of anybody. Part of it was like, what do I talk to them about? Like, I don't want to gossip about anybody. That's not interesting to me. Um, you know, it just, it's just not. And, um, you know, what do I talk about my cousin and her baby? Like, there's only so much we can talk about. Do I talk about, you know, I've, I, I saw relatives that I hadn't seen in like 10, 15 years. It's crazy. I mean, how do you catch up on that much time at a party too? You know, so I, I was just like, well, I don't know. Um, but it's, it really is about taking the time to figure out who we are as ourselves, as our new versions of us, who we are being in relationship to the external, right? I mean, we can go within and we can dive in deep and connect with our intuition, connect with our higher selves. But does that really, how does that relate to the external? How does that relate to our position as human beings in the larger scope of the human global community, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm just asking these questions to pay attention to how we are in the world. I know for myself, some of the things that I do feel uncomfortable in my body. You know, one of my friends said, it's like a, a skin that you've outgrown. And I was like, oh my God, yes, that's totally it. You know, you start to feel just super uncomfortable. So, um, that's, that's what I've been thinking about. And so how can we use one step forward, one step forward, one step at a time to get information about what direction we're going to go in? You know, um, I have a, a coach that I'm working with and she was asking me, um, the soul of my business. And I was like, Ooh, that's an interesting question. What is the soul of my business? What, what, I don't even know what that question is as I'm saying it out loud, but it's something that I can discover as I move forward with growing the business by making offers, uh, whatever I have, you know, these workshops, you know, group coaching containers, um, meditation classes. It's, it's a giant exploration. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, and I will say, even as I talk now, I'm finding it challenging to articulate much of anything. I mean, maybe you pick up on it. Maybe you don't, I don't know. 
but I feel like my brain is working extra hard to form words, to find the language that can accurately convey what I feel in my body. You know, they say language is limiting and language is limiting because at least the verbal language, because the words that we use more often than not fall short of the feelings that we embody. It's really the challenge of the poet. I'm telling you as a poet, that's the challenge is how to encapsulate and express and convey that feeling so accurately that a a reader will get it, but we can't get there. We can come close, but it's not going to be the exact feeling for a number of reasons. I mean, one is language is limiting, but two, the person receiving that message is a different person. They've had a, a different experience than the poet, than the author. And so their reception of that language, no matter what the intention is of the poet, is going to be different. I mean, there might be the basic gist, the same vibe, but it's not going to be exact. Oh. <sighs> And isn't that a challenge? Woo. Oh, my friends, still unpacking a lot, but I did want to talk a little bit about just taking that step forward. What do we need to do to take the step forward? And when I say take the step forward, it's not dive back into like what was prior to the new version of you. It's you can, you can return to the old life that you left before whatever transformation any of you have experienced, but it's more about how do you shape that life to accommodate the new you? And I know that's a question I asked in the previous episode, but that's a question I keep asking over and over and over again. What are some changes that I can do to shape my life to fit the the current version of me? Because that feels more supportive than me, the new version of me trying to contort into a certain shape or a certain way to fit the old. Who wants to fit into the old? I don't. Um, and so on that note, my friends, I just, that's forge forward. That's what I got for you. That's what I got for you. Um, forge the path, be the leader, you know, you got this, but Don't put pressure on yourself. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle one step at a time. One step, gather information from whatever that results that one step took. Then assess, feel into it. Take the next step. Do the same thing. See what the results are. Is it what you wanted? Let's make a few adjustments. Do we need to turn left or right? What do you you think? And then take that next step. And so on that note, my friends, um, I'm going to close the episode with this poem by Elizabeth White. She just came out with a new book called American Sycamore, and she is like magic woman. Totally, totally love her. Um, and this poem is called Awakening of Stones, Hypothesis slash Central Argument. In the new mythology, you are always whole. If and when you fracture, it is not a part. A part does not exist here. You will know that upon entry. You will know each fissure as it breaks open your life. You will know the cracked edges of your splendor. You will know the steady tear and repair of your muscles. It is true, the work is letting go while pulling back together. 
It is true. The heart is broken less by pain, more often by the beauty we fear we cannot offer. You are born knowing how to make the sounds of your heart. You are born knowing how to make your hands into wings. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. So good. Yes, yes. All right, my friends. I hope you have a beautiful day wherever you are. And until next time, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos, by signing up for my newsletter, which will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagiyan.com slash subscribe. Bye.